Wrestling fans, there's a podcast you want to add to your podcast playlist. Wrestling with the Willies, hosted by Josh and his brothers, and they discuss all things wrestling, like WWE Extreme Rules, WWE SummerSlam, and more. You'll get the results and their reactions on all the matches you want to know more about, as well as in-depth analysis, opinions, and fallout from the events on Raw and SmackDown. Wrestling with the Willies talk about all the wrestlers you know and follow. Their matches, moves, losses, and their achievements. Add Wrestling with the Willies to your podcast playlist right now. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Scream Creeps, where this is another premiere edition uh, for the podcast. First, I want to introduce myself, which I typically forget at the very beginning. My name's, yeah, my name's Jeremy. Um, and then my brother, Aaron, for the people watching on YouTube is the one in the Vans shirt. And then Josh is the one that is wearing the Savage shirt and with the glasses. Um, Randy Savage shirt. (laughs) Well, it doesn't, I don't see the the Randy part. The cream of the crop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well for uh, so to get on with the intro for the podcast we're going to be uh, talking about the movie totally killer this week um it is a 2023 american black comedy slasher film directed by nanachka khan from a screenplay by david Matalan, sasha pearl raver and Jen D'Angelo and a screen story by Metallon and Pearl Raver. It's produced by Jason Bloom under his Bloomhouse television banner and oh. Adam Hendricks and Greg Gilreth under their Divide and Conquer banner. It stars Kiernan Shipka, Olivia Holt, and Julie Bowen from Modern Family fame, if people are familiar with her Long or familiar other. with that show. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. the one I remember her mainly from, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the story follows Jamie, who's played by Kiernan Shipka, who, after her mother is murdered by the same Sweet 16 killer who went on a murder spree 35 years earlier, travels back in time to 1987, where she pairs up with her mother to catch the killer during his original spree and return to her timeline before she is trapped in the past forever. Totally Killer premiered... Um, at Fantastic Fest on September 28th of this year and was subsequently released on Amazon Prime Video on October 6th. So it's only been out, what, a couple of weeks at this point. And for all of you listeners, we reviewed, what was it, um, Exorcist Believer last week and the week prior we we talked about... Um, no One Will Save You. No right? One Will Save You, yeah. Um that premiered on Hulu. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and get started about what our thoughts are on the film. We're not going to give away a ton of spoilers, uh, in the, besides what I pretty much already talked about in the intro, but, uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the film and, uh, go from there. So, um, Aaron, what did you think? I I know we kind of talked about something. Literally just got done watching it. I know yeah. you did too, Jeremy. So yeah. it's like it's super fresh. So it's like, what do I think about this movie? At, at first, 
I really didn't know what to expect other than it being like maybe a mock scream movie. Mm-hmm. And then once they introduced the time machine, I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen. <laughs> so, sorry, a little bit of a spoiler alert. There, there, you know, there's a time machine in it. But, no, I mean, it says that, and I think any of the the uh, descriptions that you might see on Amazon or wherever it's uh, streaming on, so it's not too bad. Um, I I thought it was cute. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> that's not normal for me to say, especially since this is primarily a horror podcast. So I, I, I wasn't really expecting this, but it was a nice break from all the horror films that we well, usually see. Uh, yeah, straight up horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah that it, was kind of... It did have some lines in it that I, I chuckled quite a bit. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the right. reasons I had thought about watching this one was because to break up, like, we've been watching demonic... Uh, torture films for the last two months yeah. so it was like yeah <laughs> so it was like it was nice to see something plus there wasn't really any firm release that came out this week that we could tie to like we do have for next week so mm-hmm. um this one was one that could break up the monotony of that because i think we talked about it in the last three or four podcasts we've done is that they all seem to revolve around demonic stuff <laughs> Yeah, or a good demon, chunk yeah, of them. But, so. I mean, the good thing is, is they they've been demons from other like cultures and stuff like that. So it's like this mythology from other other lands that you're. So so they're interesting, but other than that, yeah, this is a nice break for sure. Um, do let's see. And I'll work out something. Go go ahead. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, what did you think, Josh? I mean, um, I I liked it. I wouldn't say that it was great, but, like, I thought the moments were funny. Like, they kind of play on, because, you know, when they go back to 1987, like, the 17-year-old is sitting there. There's times where they kind of bring up the differences in time between 87 and now. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of funny, and that's where some of the funny lines were coming from. But uh it was kind of the the killer was kind of goofy with the giant mask and stuff but they did that on purpose but like i wouldn't consider it a black comedy though because black comedies to me are like i don't know way darker than this one was it felt like it felt like this was more comedic but not like a, a darker version of comedy like where it's meant to like I don't know. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of other black comedies that I could reference, but I can't think of any at the moment. Any like, I think maybe Fargo. I think Fargo's like considered oh. a black comedy. Yeah, it's dark, but you're, are you saying this is in the same league as? Fargo? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Uh, like, no. I thought it was darker for Fargo than this movie. That's yeah. a, That's why when they said that it was a black comedy, I was like, oh, this oh. didn't feel yeah. like one. <laughs> because it felt like they were just ju- uh, it was more comedic that just because it did have stabbing people in it yeah, yeah, so I, would, yeah I would say it's, stabbing people yeah I would well, say do it's they, because of, they talk about like how many times did they stab any, uh, anybody or whatever in the trailer or nothing uh, I think they do 
Yeah, in the preview that I watched, I'm pretty sure they do. Well, I didn't know if that was going to be a spoilery thing or something if I mentioned it. So it's kind of like in the, uh, they kind of were saying that there were, uh, you know how Jason and all of them have like a certain thing, like how they go into the dreams. It seemed like the killer was stabbing people 16 times to be like Summers or Sweet 16 type thing mm-hmm. with most of the people that got murdered. So that was the only thing that I thought was. Oh, I'm, I'm curious. Hmm. Well, never mind. I'm not going to ask that. But what about you, Jeremy? There's the same question for you. I know before the podcast started, you said it was you could relate or you liked it because you were able to get some of the jokes. Thinking well, that I wouldn't. Well, what you... it wasn't that you couldn't get them. I could relate to the movie because I grew up more in that. Like I was ten years old, so in '87. So like when I was in school, that stuff I did. You were did you, you were a you year old when, huh? So did like the. No, I didn't. I wasn't a female, but but I can attest to the fact that the clothing was different. The way the mentality was back then was completely different. Me and Elaine talk about it all the time that, you know, back then your parents didn't know where you were at because they had to rely on you coming home when the lights came on. Like today you have, and it's kind of pointing to the the GPS on the phone. You know, like you Mm -hmm. could just look at the phone and go, oh, I know where she is or you know, back then you couldn't do that. So it was like (laughs) you had to rely on stuff. And I thought it was funny. Like when she went to the school and they just gave her the schedule and I'm not going to spoil, but it's stuff like that, that (laughs) they didn't capable of tracking their, 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 uh, child on a regular basis, but it's more safety concern now, but it's like how, how we're actually safer now than we ever have been when you think about it oh yeah but i mean that's where a lot of the jokes came from though in the Mm -hmm. movie and i just can think about back then when i was in school or just in general i mean you dealt with it a little bit but we were transitioning more into the 90s you know 80s were that you know because that was when um adam walsh happened and all that stuff with the, where he got kidnapped and all that stuff. So this was a little later than that, but we still were acting that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about even since 2001, because they referenced it in the movie, like how she she kind of cracked a joke about how I can't imagine flying on an airplane back then. You know, oh, because yeah. of the, yeah. you know, so it's, it's that stuff that you think about. And so if you're a kid... Her the, age, the right? Like you would. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but the thing I did like about all the jokes that they did like that, it wasn't like in this cringy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more of like this, this kind of hint at, oh, where'd that go? Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Where yeah, I mean it off? was like the the treatment of people too. That was the other thing they were doing mm-hmm. a lot of, like, like back in the eighties. Yeah, the bullying stuff, and she was like. And I won't say specifics, but it was like, that's not nice. You know, we don't, you know, and it's basically, you know, and she would come from today's standards, right? Yeah, so it, it, it seemed to the generation's difference was like the sensitivity, mm-hmm. aware of yeah. other sensitivity and stuff like that, which was, isn't a bad thing. 
Is no, it's bad? not. And that's why I was saying it's 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 like the Gen X versus the Gen Z stuff now, right? So I'm a mm-hmm. Gen X guy and you know, then you got the the generation now. It's like the difference between the two and how those marry up. And that's kind of yeah. what this movie represented from a from that standpoint, I would say. And that's why one reason I enjoyed the movie because they didn't overly mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't uh, push it, it either. Throw yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah. So, um, but uh, the comedy was just—I thought it was. I know it was a horror film, but that was the one thing to me is the comedy was well put. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the it, timing it was, of everything was. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. The, the timing of it all. So I don't know if you guys. Knew, I, I, but, I wouldn't even consider this a horror flick. Like it's not a, a more slasher esque. Yeah, but it was more like it was just entertaining. I was saying this before the podcast. It's like <clears throat> I wasn't expecting like this big mystery to come or anything like that. You knew exactly what was going to happen, mm-hmm. so, or at least I did. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I knew exactly what was going to happen. So it it was like it was just still entertaining in itself because the jokes hit and. I'm, oh yeah, the jokes I'm, landed, I'm actually yeah. laughing out loud. I'm like, ha ha. Uh. So there, there were some moments. Oh, uh, oh man, I want to say it. I want to say <laughs> this one friggin' moment in the movie that I thought was hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, because right. mind you, can me I, and Aaron I, watched I, it in the same room. <laughs> I think we can say a couple of things. Spoiler, all right, all right. One spoiler. It, what? What's the guy's name? All right, so. Randall Park, the sheriff Dennis Lynn. Oh yeah, yeah. So when she gives the blood to the, oh, yeah, the yeah. D- yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it and was funny. Like, oh, let's put this in the database, and then he just throws it on the. Ground. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the best part of the best joke in the movie. <laughs> what? But that was the. Bar. But it and is then he the said f- it was the DMA machine instead of like DNA. <laughs> well, and then he's like, but, and then he throws it on the ground, and he's like, "Now let's do some real cop work." But yeah, that was the those were the jokes I was talking about, though, because you know, because you live today, you know that. But if you didn't live back then, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. joke wouldn't come off the same way. Like you know, us, we're all older, so we know twenty years or was it forty years ago now almost uh that they didn't have dna i mean we watch enough true crime shows you know if anybody watch uh, listens to our morbid instinct podcast we talk about that stuff all the time that that the reason why serial killers really cannot exist today is because of dna i mean you can find dna off of basically nothing today and it is funny that in this scene because it was back in 1987 they were laughing it off like yeah no that that's not gonna work yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's little things like that that just like in this movie that were were really good so yeah it definitely got you out of, for an hour and a half or hour 40 minutes oh, you out there, of, uh, the other yeah, one that made so me laugh good. was uh, uh Shouldn't really, uh, really. It was talking about drugs. The difference between oh, the weed oh, back the, then the, versus the weed, weed back today. Then between, yes, that is, and that story. was hilarious too. <laughs> I I remember back in high school when I was smoking weed and it was just dirt weed, <laughs> and then 
now, like I've tried to smoke now, and I'm like, fuck. What the hell are you talking? About? Well, <laughs> well, I, well, it's like well, a dark purple, and you're like, oh my gosh. So yeah, many- people talk about that here because you know, in Florida, are you guys, you guys medical we're still, medical. or are you fully? Yeah, we're still yeah, medical. No, we're, the next thing so, uh, during the next election, they're going to ask for a full. Uh, uh, they're going to ask for it, but I don't think it will pass. Yeah, yeah, it probably ain't going to pass. It's probably but they're going to be asking for it, though. So obviously, like it's, one of the yeah. things. It, it, I, I think it'll be more of a. Anyway, I'm not getting political with this. It'll no, I'm not getting political way. either. I was just maintain or just talking about well, the. Fa- I, I wasn't I was political. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't need to take it. Yeah, but in Washington, it's fully legal. Like, it's not just medical, mm-hmm. it's everything. And people talk yeah, about like, how... Yeah, the yeah. way that it is here is, like, you like you get an allotted amount every month. And then you know, whenever you buy this stuff, it's, like, 35 days after you buy the whatever you buy that time. Well, it's like a prescription like almost, days. kind of. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much, so, essentially. It's so, just not I mean, a it set day. It's just whenever you days. use it. Yeah, they probably prescribe a certain milligram each day, and that's just about it. Yeah, yeah, here people talk about how much you can get. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. and what's in, like, and the joke that was in this movie was exactly what they, I can get a gummy that has 18 times the amount that you just, (laughs) and so, um, but anyhow. But yeah, so, but yeah, there was no budget information that I could find on this movie. Um, typically, I go over that. I'm just, I'm just curious how they actually because this was streamed right on the Netflix, right? This is uh, pretty much Amazon yeah. Prime. Amazon <laughs> Prime because MGM is the one who made it, which oh, is owned Prime, by oh, and yeah, Amazon right. owns MGM. So, um, I mean, they must be they must have a contract with them, and it's like. I'm trying to think of how they actually make money off these movies that they stream direct to Prime. Uh, depends on how many people uh, well, subscribe to Prime, well, I'm guessing. Well, like I said, Amazon yeah. owns the studios, so they're making all the money on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But what, how is it making money, though? From ads, I would assume. Well, that and just the streaming. Uh, that's why we keep, and I'm envisioning, that's why we keep seeing all the subscription prices going up. You know, even yeah. Amazon Prime, yeah, I think the cost for Prime went up. Like the yeah. shipping part. It's like $120 a year or something yeah, like that. So it, it wasn't that expensive when I started paying for it. Yeah, but no, at the no, same no. time. $50 a year like five years ago. But if you buy yeah. a lot of stuff, you save a shit ton of money it's using it. Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, because as much it as is. I pay to ship other stuff from other places, it's like. But yeah, well, that's I, what I, I would envision. The only reason I'm asking is because you're an accountant. Maybe you might have mm-hmm. an idea of where they're. It's like maybe they're just providing a service since they do have the the capability of doing it. So they're like, oh, let's put this money into this and a budget for this movie. Like what are their funding? Well, but, you know, what's the, the studio time, though? Too, but yeah, I mean, they have the the streaming service that we all have, right? The three mm-hmm. of us, we are paying all this money. Yeah. Why is the studio gonna even? Im- take their profit and then budget it toward this movie that they're not making any money on because you don't get direct profit from this that's why you, they put it out in the theaters or if they put something in the yeah. movie out in theaters they're making direct ticket sales so it's like how exactly are they making money off of 
Well, the actually, they like don't it. make as much money mm -hmm. off the. I don't think like even the, in the theaters, and I'd have to look it up, but I think the studio charges the theater a certain amount to show it, and uh, they yeah. and the yeah. studio yeah. breaks even by charging yeah, the ticket why, prices, yeah. and that's why the concessions are so high because that's where they make their money. I think the studio yeah, is but, so. Why would they say, oh, they made in the box, box office weekend, it made $150 million? Like, that's based on ticket sales. It is. But that's why yeah, they say they like, they have to break even by selling so many. Well, that that's how I think it's like it, maybe it's a back end deal. Because, I mean, they're not going to. I, I don't. It's all pretty confusing to me. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's a question yeah. maybe I can look up and answer for another video or something where we yeah for all this we talk IMDb about that. where you do research for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think this is how much it made in box office weekend. How are you going to claim that much if it, if the actual studio is only making what they made off the movie theater? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, uh, you know, they've and, done like, stuff where it's like live action and like stuff on Netflix where. They release stuff and then they don't do another season on it. I'm assuming that it has to have something to do with because they could probably tell how many people actually watch the movie or TV show or whatever. So they find out how many people specifically watch that. So I'm assuming that they run yeah, it how like does that equate to so, people yeah, like with people's using subscriptions YouTube, for it. I don't know YouTube, for instance. Like we, if we get a million views on this and we have ads, that's where we'd make money is because it's generating views toward the ads and the ad companies actually pay YouTube. So we get a profit margin from that. That's what I'm saying. Like there's no ads on this the movie. There's no nothing. Like how is it making money? Anyway, I digress. We're I'm getting way off topic here. <laughs> the movie, the, I, I mean, honestly, if you just got a popcorn, it's a popcorn movie night. Like if you yeah. want to put something on entertaining, you're not going to think it's bad. Yeah, like how yeah. how it gonna be? This is a movie that you're just like, oh hey babe, you know, oh let's watch something goofy. Let and you put this on. It it was good in that respect. So, yeah, and I would highly suggest watching it. It was a very yeah. entertaining movie for me. Mm -hmm. And and again, I yeah. I think that might be partially because I'm older. I don't know if like you know I I wonder if eighteen to twenty four year olds would get a lot of the. It's, it depends jokes. on their yeah. upbringing, I guess, because if their parents kind of instill in them stuff they grew up with, and they would get a lot of the stuff. But and that, that's a good thing for the this movie, though, because it hits both demographics, right? It mm -hmm. hits the, their generation demographic because you know it has a lot of young stars and everything like that. Speaking of Kunin uh, Shipka, super cute. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was going to bring up. I was. I didn't know if you knew where she's from. No, I knew but, of her. So she's Sabrina, so. yeah, she's oh, in no, that. So she, but she started on Mad Men. She was Don Draper's daughter. Oh, uh, but she yeah, was actually Mad Men. But her first actual uh, thing was she was five months old on ER. That was her very Whoa. first. Yeah. Wow. So she's been in the biz since she was. Yeah. In literal diapers. Yep, but her biggest one was the the Sally Draper on Mad Men. That's where she first really well, started. Her biggest one now is actually Sabrina. She well, yeah, I now mean, I mean Sabrina. So, oh, you're talking about yeah back then, yeah, yeah. I mean the that's what really kind of yeah. 
I would say that's probably what started her off. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot what I was talking about because I just <laughs> I was dumped you were just like you were talking about so how cute, you were talking about how cute she's she was. So key on my computer right here, and I've just got a picture of her. I'm just like, ooh, she is just. She's yeah, just, just like, ooh, cute. I'm crushing on this on this one. Yeah, anyway, she's and you're shipping for her, or not yeah. really. That's not shi- that's simping, I think. But uh, or I nah, think I that's the current term. But, that because <laughs> I think shipping and shipping is whenever it's two people, like two and two two people that they ship like into a relationship, mm-hmm. even though that it doesn't happen. I think that's how the term is. But uh, yeah, anyway. I'm, I, I mean, Olivia Holt to me was the cuter one. The one that played her mom as a young one. Oh, but, yeah. But, I mean, she's from Disney. That's why I wasn't familiar with who she actually was. She's been in a few other things, but for the most part, it was oh, all, right. all Disney oh, here's stuff. A, here's another uh, fun thing. See, so, Julie Julie Bowen. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, a movie the other day. Or not a, the other day, a couple weeks ago. I I don't know why I did. I was just scrolling, and then I come back to American Werewolf in Paris. Okay. And then, you know she's in that movie? Yeah, back in 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember then, her from yeah. Happy Gilmore, dude. Do you remember her from oh, yeah. that? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's the main one. <laughs> what was her name? Oh, it wasn't... Vicky was, Valentine, Happy Gilmore. It's it's a VV movie or VV Virginia name. Virginia Venom. Oh, I knew v- in that. Uh, yeah. 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 Did you in know Happy all the Gilmore in, in Adam Sandler movies have VV? I know. As their, yeah. as their initial. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Which is yep. weird as hell, but. What's that about? There's got to be a. There's an Easter egg in there for some reason. Probably. Oh. I'd probably. If I looked it up, I'd probably be able to find it. Uh, but um, we'll have Adam Sandler on here one day, and we'll, we'll ask. Him. <laughs> so, bro, come on, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, and little Nikki, even uh, Patricia Arquette was Valerie Varon, mm-hmm. and Veronica That's Vaughn was in Billy Madison. Think, yeah, how Waterboy Vicky Valancourt. Yeah, yeah, I knew Vicky yeah. Valancourt, but it's like, how did I not realize that they were VV names the whole time? Yeah, I, <laughs> what the fuck? You don't, you don't notice little things well, like actually, that. So, most yeah. of them, even she was in Julie, she was in UB Halloween, Hubie UB Halloween. Halloween. Julie sure. Bowen was, and she played Violet Valentine in that one. And then, really, yeah, Pixels. <laughs> Pixels. It was Violet Van Patten. So pretty much every movie he's, he's doing Violet. Violet and <laughs> what, what the hell, dude? What the hell? Yeah, I'd, well, I'd have to. I think it's Happy Happy Gilmore Productions, right? Or is that yeah? One? They're pretty much yeah, all done by him. Yeah. So if if they yeah. produce, I guess that's one of their their sticks, you know, and in, in that production company. Now I need to find out about grownups and grownups too, and all that stuff to find out of. Tell me Hank's character started with a V. <laughs> or somebody else in the movie. I mean, I could look up under the cast thing and make it easier. And then we're like, oh, it's Inception for all the VV names. No. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh, let, let's see. Do you guys have uh, more to say about this one? I don't think so. 
just watch uh, it. I mean, yeah, just watch it. I mean, again, we don't we we've uh, kind of digressed from giving uh, ever since we did Saw Ten. Uh, we kind of shredded the hell out of that movie uh, in terms oh. of spoilers. So for the premieres, we're kind of steering away from doing that. Um, so we're not going to give much away. We're just going to kind of give our thoughts on the film and suggest whether or not you should watch it. And then if you guys want a spoilers discussion from us, you can always leave a comment on either our website or the YouTube channel or literally anywhere, the Facebook, whatever. And then if you guys want, we can always make a spoilers discussion for another video or something or another podcast if necessary. Yeah. So, um, so I don't think this one, we didn't think was going to be very long. It's sitting at 27 minutes right now, but it looks like the next one we're going to actually talk about on Wednesday will be the number, it's 22, right? Because uh, yeah. I believe so. It's the, it was 23 for Blair Witch. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, the number 20, yeah, yeah, the number 22 movie in the top 35 scariest movies according to science 2020 edition. I want to start caveating that when I say that because there have been a few changes, which will probably interweave some of them in this series from 21 and 22 um, that aren't in the 2020 that may replace a few. Because I do know in the top 35 back in 2020, there were um, a bunch of the Conjuring films that we've already talked about on here that we're not going to talk about a second time. So we'll just yeah. we'll we'll include some of the other ones from 21 and 22. Um, Not the higher up ones, because we can ultimately do a final one uh, for some of those afterwards. But, um, but yeah, that movie is going to be the witch that stars Anya Taylor joy. Um, And then uh, next Wednesday or next uh, Friday, uh, we'll be releasing on Saturday, uh, Five Nights at Freddy. Freddy's. Yeah, baby. So that'll be our next premiere that we talk about, which Josh has been looking forward to that one for about two months now. It's and, mostly because I'm curious with it if it's going to be playing off like the first game or if they're doing a whole new movie. I mean, yeah, Scott Coffin is pretty smart when it comes to his property. And that one actually might be the very first I guess you consider horror movie that my kids might both watch. So oh, this yeah. might be they their inter- probably watch it. That, it's yeah. made for kids anyway. So. Yeah, it might be their first uh, introduction into the oh, horror yeah. genre. So my oldest has always yeah, talked yeah. about this one, and he never I wanted to. Next time they came, if they haven't watched a horror movie, we're taking them to one the next time they're here. Yeah, like. <laughs> We're yeah. not telling them what we're doing. We're just like, oh, we'll yeah. just say that, hey, we're going to watch a movie or something. <laughs> yeah. And then just, uh, you know, oh. we're just taking you somewhere. What well, we I mean, the biggest one to me is after this one, as I introdu- introduced my oldest to this movie, is getting him to watch it when we watch that one in a few weeks. Uh, because oh, that is watching the Tim Curry version? No, this one's ones? the newer version that's on the list in 2020. So it's like top, it's number 17, I think on our list somewhere up there. It's, it's meant to be up there really, in my opinion, but, but, but yeah, that, that's the one that I really want to get him to watch because he's never liked Pennywise. 
ever. Yeah. That's the one thing he's always, so I, I, that's the one I really want to get him to watch. But, but yeah, so expect to the next podcast that we'll be releasing on Wednesday to be, uh, the witch. And then next Saturday, it'll be, um, five nights at Freddy's. But for all of us here at Scream Creeps and the Heart of Geek, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And we'll see you on Wednesday for The Witch. Have a good day, (laughs) night, uh, evening, all that good stuff, depending on whenever you listen to this. Have a good one. Peace.